The Utah Jazz had a chance to vault up the Western Conference standings into playoff position rather than play in position. But the offense did not vault them anywhere. Instead, it fell dead flat in the fourth quarter and most of the night. And the Jazz lose to the San Antonio Spurs. We're talking about it on postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone with you. The San Antonio Spurs have won for the first time in 42 days. They lost 16 straight, 19 straight on the road before tonight. Their last win was January 17th against Brooklyn. And the Jazz will now be the ones that have lost to the Spurs two out of three times this year. And it was just glaring tonight, Ron, how incredibly thin their roster is. Jordan Clarkson out with what's a, a significant injury to his thumb and hand and wrist. Um, you know, in other words, it's not that we weren't resting someone for the sake of resting someone. It's, it's very legit. Colin Sexton's out with a hamstring injury. Ochai Abaji goes out with a uh, shin contusion. And the Jazz are playing lineups that have never played before. They're playing over half their minutes tonight with guys that were not in a rotation prior to the trades. Uh, it gets hard to win NBA games, even against a team that's lost 16 straight. Without a doubt, um, and, and we can go through all the scenarios that could have, or should have, or, you know, what the Jazz have uh, put together out there on the floor. Um, but the bottom line is that, you know, this team has to be 100% in order to give themselves, in order to play better. Uh, because the effort that was put on out there tonight just absolutely showed us that, you know, that this team has not been together long enough to connect. Let's zero into the fourth quarter. They, I think, shot five of 18, five of 20 by the end of it, two of seven from, uh, from the field. What did you see? Lowry, who has been brilliant in fourth quarters, they put Jeremy Sohan on him. He really had a hard time getting the ball. Uh, he was 0 for 3. It says 0 for 4, but he was 0 for 3, really. Uh, what did they do? to Lowry what was the Jazz offensive struggle I, I think I don't think they did anything that Lowry could not handle I, I thought it was more of the Jazz not being able to um, just run their offense I, I don't think there was anything different um, against against Lowry I, I think our point guard uh, to be honest with you I, I thought Tucker struggle tonight especially in that fourth quarter I mean these are all new experiences for Taylor I mean, yes absolutely and, so, and when a team gets him twice in a row They've got a scouting report. They've got an approach. They've got what they're doing. I mean, they were – Walker Kessler was on the floor late, and they just weren't guarding him. Like, if he was spaced out, they weren't guarding him at all. And so then whenever Taylor or anyone drove to the basket, he, they're running into Walker's man along with other guys. I mean, the Spurs had made adjustments and, and after – and they had answers to the Jazz lack of offense. 94 points is the worst offensive performance in the offensive rating for the Jazz tonight. And, you know, the thing we talked about, they just didn't have – in the pregame we mentioned this, Ron, they – they didn't have any. They don't have anyone on this roster as it's constructed right now without Clarkson and Sexton, who can just make a play, who can just go to the rack and score. Like yeah. they, that, that's not. They shot thirty-five percent tonight, but they just don't have a guy who can go to the basket and go get it. Yeah, and also I, I thought maybe that the fact that the Jazz did not push the ball ahead enough tonight defensively. I mean offensively, we, we talked about it before the ball game that they want to try to get the ball up and get some, make something happen within eight seconds. So that meant they had to play a, little, a lot faster. Uh, I, I thought the offense may have slowed down a little bit. But then they're on the other end of the floor. As good as, as um, the Jazz are probably good at protecting the paint. They had 56 points in the paint. They, were, they had 20 more points in the paint than the Jazz were able to muster up. You know, there was a play uh, 
I think it was the fourth quarter that caught my eye as a play-by-play announcer. And kind of was just everything was wrong with it, frankly. Like, so Chris Dunn brings it up, and he swings it ahead. to He pushes it ahead because this is good. Yes. But he pushes it ahead to Walker Kessler at 14 feet out on the right wing. And, like, there's everything wrong with that. So that is Chris Dunn having not played with the team in his third game. No, his fault really here. Correct. But, like, he's in his third game, and he sees a uniform is what he saw. He didn't see the player. He saw a uniform because he doesn't know players. So he doesn't really know that, like, oh, I actually should not give the ball to Walker Kessler at 14 feet out on the left side. And then, frankly, there is no reason in the world unless i got to go back and watch the play. And so maybe there is. But in general, and maybe there will be an exception to the rule, there's generally no reason why Walker Kessler should ever be in the spot he was standing to catch the pass, right? Like, and it was just, like, such a moment to me of, like, okay, they're trying to do everything right. They push the ball up. They're playing with the pass in the first eight seconds, and so they're still going to keep passing, except for the fact that, like, oh, it's going to a guy who I shouldn't give the ball to who shouldn't actually even be standing there, who shouldn't be, like, there's just, and then the whole play dies. Walker's got to bring it back out, and I actually think it's the play in which Horton Tucker hits the prayer three. So I think how that play ends, but like that's not a way to live. Yeah. And so it just was really symbolic to me of kind of where we were as a team and what was going on during the game. I totally agree with you as far as knowing your personnel, and, and but uh, obviously none has not been here long enough to realize that, as you just pointed out. Um, first of all, Kessler's not going to make a play from, from that far away from the basket. And he hasn't shown us that he's a passer there as well. So he doesn't know that. But uh, you, you, you have guys that can go get the basketball. I mean, if you want to push the ball ahead uh, and, and give it to someone who can, who can make a play, but at least he, he had the thought process was there, like you, like you just mentioned. You just got to know your personnel. And how is he supposed to know his personnel? Exactly. He met Walker Kessler four days ago. Four days, four or five days So I think that, to me, that kind of play summed it up kind of as much as as anything tonight. (coughs) Keldon Johnson deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he went 12 and 19 and little floaters in the mid-range. He scored nine points in the fourth quarter. They, they, They were, the Spurs were having one of the worst offensive games of any team in the NBA in any game all season long, and they won. Right. So and they won because Keldon Johnson kind of bailed them out late with four field goals. Yeah, he, he was the, the one. He's very athletic, and he has some, some very nice moves. Ended up going 12 for 19 from the field. So that tells you one thing, that those little floaters in the middle of the lane obviously was, was working, not challenging Kessler at, at the rim as often. Um, you know, it, and he ended up playing 35 minutes here t- tonight, probably more minutes than anyone on the floor. We've talked about this a lot. And I think this is, you know, hey, tonight's really a bummer. Like, if we win, we're sixth in the last. We yeah. can start, like, like it's, you know, you're in good position. And, and you frankly, we've, if you're trying to get into the play-in experience here with the Jazz, you've got to find a way to get ten wins uh, probably between now and the end of the season. And this was one of them that you probably be your ten. So now you got to go steal one somewhere. But if we're going to just be 100% honest, which we are, when you're playing – all of the following players were not in a rotation before the trades were made. Taylor Horton Tucker played 30 minutes. Simone Fontecchio played 20 minutes, went 0 for 7. Chris Dunn played 26 minutes. Odoka Azubuke played 
eight minutes and was he was only minus six. It felt like a lot more. He uh, Johnny Juzang plays his first 15 minutes of his NBA career, goes one of five. Juan Toscano-Anderson plays seven minutes. Our bench, Juan Toscano-Anderson, seven minutes minus 12. Johnny Juzang, 14 minutes minus 21. Rudy Gay, 17 minutes minus 14. 17 minutes is another six or seven minutes out of Rudy Gay we weren't playing. Doak, minus six and eight minutes. Chris Dunn, minus 24 and 25 minutes. Simone, minus seven and 19 minutes. I don't love... Same game plus minus is a, but that one's pretty revealing there. Yeah, it it really is. And if you take out Dunn's play there late in, in the fourth quarter, you look at the points you got. You got twelve points out, out of your bench. Uh, some terrible shooting there by Simone, um, and and then you you mentioned Rudy Gay also, uh, Johnny Jujang Ju, with one for five, zero oh for three there for Anderson. Um, those are players that. The Jazz are looking at the Jazz that are filling in, uh, and so I think David, going forward, uh, we're going to have to play very good basketball games to win. Even on this road trip, we got Oklahoma City twice, um, Dallas, Charlotte, Orlando, Miami. I got to point out that our chat room seems to be having a lot of fun with the Oklahoma City twice, and thinking that there's a decent chance that I could fall into utter madness and lose my brain and lose my mind after being spending four straight days in Oklahoma City with nothing to do. They seem to think in the chat room that I could be, if gone berserk. Probably right. I would like to let you remind you all that for about a seven-hour period of my life, Ron, too, I thought I was spending 28 straight days there. In a hotel room, not going to be let out. Uh, because of COVID. Because there was zero chance any of us thought we were testing negative at that point in time. And all we heard we were going to be quarantined. And I thought I was staying in a La Quinta hotel. I made a list of items that night that I needed sent to me by FedEx. Yoga mat, these following things, so that I could live through 28 days in a hotel room in Oklahoma City. And the only positive re, uh, kind of like positive energy I could get is if you're going to spend 28 days quarantined in a hotel room, it might as well be <laughs> Oklahoma City. Okay. Well, a laugh or two before we wrap up the night. Yeah. Do you have stars? Do we have to? Yep, we do. Let's go with... Um... I know who's not getting stars. We can use process of elimination. <laughs> Process of elimination. We have a few guys that had a struggle tonight. Is it bad that I'm about to give Kelly Olenek a star and he went 0 for 4? Uh, he had boy. 10 rebounds. He had 8 points. Ron, you got to give him out. Got to be a lover. Got to be a giver. Hard, David. 28 for Lowry. He had 22. Huh? 20. Tw- yeah. <laughs> Help. Bowler. <laughs> help. We need help. No stars to be given out yet. Ben Russell, engineer. Any stars? Sherry Dart, our absolutely outstanding security. We need to give two stars out tonight. Who do you got? Chris Dunn, 11 in the second half. All right. Bowler's gone. Chris Dunn. 11 in the second half. Two steals. Um, How about Atlantic? 
Okay, Kelly Olynyk <laughs> goes 0 for 4 from the field and gets a star tonight. That's all you need to know about the night. Have a great one. We'll talk to you later. My goodness.